In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Okay, comic exposure coming at you. Uh, I'm Josh Buckley, and with me as always is... Travis Ratz. All right, we're talking today about She-Hulk is our book today. She-Hulk. She-Hulk up in the podcast. Uh, again, this is Comic Exposure. You can find us at a many, many different places. You can find us at uh, comicexposure.com. That's the primary hub of the Comic Exposure universe, uh, where we've got our reading lists, uh, podcasts you can listen to, stuff about us. I don't know. Is there stuff about us on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's okay. a, there's a there's an about us. There's like a little about us. There's an about okay, us. So you can do that. It's uh, always under construction. It, always always looking for new all, ideas. All it is is there's like it's like one of those. Uh, it's like a guy with a jackhammer on the front page of it. And it's just a gif <laughs> right. of him over and over again. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. Uh, we're even on the Instagrams at uh, Comic Exposure on Instagram as well. And then uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure. You can find us there. Lots of different places. This is a podcast where we talk about uh, trades. Uh, we talk about graphic novels. We bring people on who don't normally read them. And we go, hey, read this with us. Like a book mm -hmm. club, but with comic books. Our new rule is now all guests you have to have uh, children with. <laughs> That's that. One of us has one of us, to have yeah. had a child with the guests. That's our new thing. Yeah. We're going to run this for a couple of months. We're going to see how this works. <laughs> Um, um, so, our guest tonight is my lovely wife, Gabby. Say Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, Gabby. Hi. Gabby's on the podcast reading uh, She-Hulk with us. Uh, so, let's talk She-Hulk. She-Hulk, artist, all that stuff. Let me get him out of the way. Uh, the writer is Charles Soule. The artists are Javier Polito and Ron Wimberly. Uh, Javier Polito pulls weight on uh, issues one through four in this volume. And then uh, Ron Wimberly does issues five and six in here. Color artist, Munster Vicente, I'm going to say, it might just be Vicente, I don't know, but I'm going to see Vicente, that's what I'm going to say. Rico Renzi, and then Ron Wimberly does double duty on issue number six. Are you, this, good, at, are you good at pronouncing, like, foreign names? Foreign or yeah, like Spanish? Spanish. Well, that's say, foreign to me. Well, you white folk. <laughs> yeah, I would say that would be uh, Vicente. 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 <laughs> so, that's why I always get picked for graduation names, because right. I can say the names. Yeah, so uh, Munsta, Munsta Vicente it does the color. <laughs> is he one of the Munsters? <laughs> He's one of the Munsters. Munsta Vicente. Uh, so this is volume one, Lawn Disorder of the much-famed, just-ended She-Hulk run uh, that just ended in January. So we thought we'd read the first part of it. Uh, and talk about on the show today, we have, uh, what do you want to do? You want to do, uh, let's, let's talk, let's talk to my wife first. Don't yeah. Do that. Well, yeah I listen, you guys had, like, don't look at me, look at your wife. <laughs> oh, we didn't do two What happened to the, to the program, guys? I we, mean, we kind of, falling apart here. we kind of run how we want to run sometimes. Oh, yeah, don't tell us what right. So first things first. Is this first. how, is this how, is this how she is in the marriage? Huh? It is, it is. All right, so. Sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> before, before we talk about, uh, She-Hulk, let's get into, uh, let's ask Gabby, Yes, um, let, let's, let's. I have a question for Gabby. Right. Um, at the end of last podcast, uh, we were walking out of here, and um, you were working on uh, something of your master's paper out in the living room. Is that right? I don't know. Was I? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. You were trying to. You were, you were, you were <laughs> I may have you were, submitted it. Sure. You, know, you were angry birds and it on the couch or something. <laughs> um, we came out. We said, you ready for the next podcast? You're up. And you said, you had this feeling like, 
of dread. Like, I am nervous. I am very intimidated to talk about comic books. Go into this. Well, I, okay, first of all, Jeremy is, like, ridiculously insightful, and sometimes he makes me cry when he talks about things. So I got really intimidated listening to you guys talk about, um, wait, what was it again? Uh, un- the underwater oh, welder. Oh, the underwater welder. And I got c- completely sucked Did you in. Did welled up? I was welled up, thanks, yeah. And uh, so I was like, I was really nervous that I wouldn't be able to talk about this the same way, and I totally can't. No, you cannot. <laughs> no, I was you like, all my that. fears were assuaged when I started reading it and was like, oh man. This is definitely this not, is as, deep not as deep as Underwater yeah. Water. Fun definitely. Hence intended. my shallow notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got so inspired, I took it to my class, though, with my students, and they did a section of it. Which she was Hulk? really cool. No. Underwater Water. Oh, okay. Yeah, underwater yeah nice. You were surprised. <laughs> yes. Um, so. Let's, uh, we got another question. Wait, wait, yeah. I'm, I'm not done yet. Go, no, dude, go. Do you have so much to say about She-Hulk that you're going to need the entire hour no, on not. it? No, I was going to move on to another question for her. You handle the questions, sir. You, you oh, no, no, for her? Yeah. For, please, no, no. no I, I thought you were, I thought you were, you were thumbing no. your trade. I know. I, this is, I know. Like a, a young man it's thumbing. A, I can't help it. I can't. I'm a tactile <laughs> like person. Um, so what do you want to ask? Go, get, go ahead. You have questions. No, 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 please, please. I, I ask gonna, the first one, and then you follow up. You come in. Come I was just going to steal the thunder of the question you normally ask. Yes. This is so yes. So I was going to ask, uh, so, Gabby, uh, it's weird Josh. to call you Gabby. <laughs> uh, what do you, what, uh, what's your background in comic books? What do you, anything from your childhood, or what do you, what do you got for us? I guess that my first exposure to comics was in the uh, newspaper, you know, like the Sunday comics, the funny. Comic strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comic strips. I only like the color ones, so I didn't read the ones in the normal paper. And right, then, there was one page of color comics. Yeah. You got some Garfield on there. Yeah. Sometimes they throw some Hobbs in there. Uh, Hagar the Horrible. Yep. Yeah, that one was okay. And then you had the black and white page, like, ugh, uh, this feels like, like news. second string. <laughs> Just, you didn't like, even like Family Circle, did you? I, tr- I thought it sh- I should, but there's no way I could, because there was too many kids in that family. So I didn't relate at all. There you go. There so. you go. As a single child. <laughs> yeah, only child syndrome kicked in pretty hard on that. So, um... That's it. I. That's all. What do you, What do you got now? What do you got now? What's your exposure? Whatever's to... laying around the house here. Yeah, um, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, I think because you are a new breed of of wife, um, in the fact that your husband, a man in his thirties, it's okay in this society for him to have a wife, have children, and also have a massive comic book collection. And action figures out. So, right. like, wh- how do you explain this to your friends? <laughs> That's a good question. Like that. When they ask about your husband, and they go, what does your husband do? So people will be like, oh, he's really in the baseball. <laughs> or, you know, like, he's, he, he, he whittles. <laughs> whittles. <laughs> or, like, like, he works, he wrenches on cars. Like, what do you, how do you, when you're I talking, when you're gabbing with I the other girls. That's so funny. I think that this is definitely not a hobby that most husbands have. I'm seeking them out on the internet, though. Wives that are just like me, uh, oh they God, do that's exist. That's a brilliant w- website, like a nerd wives. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. kind of like Dot com. <laughs> copyrighted, <laughs> and it's done. We own it now. <laughs> uh, but I think um, I, you know Josh's nerds didn't start showing until probably about like right after we decided we were going to get married. So I was kind of locked in already at that point. You kept that shit under wraps. <laughs> well you kept that one. You're like right. all your like your He-Man stuff is like underneath your bed, and she's like, I think I dropped the barrette underneath there. Don't, Gabby, please. 
I had like very little disposable income before we got married, so he introduced me to nerddom with Battlestar Galactica, and I fell in love with that. And I thought, if this is how nerdy it is, and this is how much I like it, I'm in. That was your gateway choice for her. Oh yeah, You're that like, was Let me... my weed right yeah. there. It was like it was like a uh, baby a... up next is Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've, I've seen one episode. We of tried. Firefly. We, we tried. tried Firefly. Can't do it. Yeah. But Battlestar Galactica is like a soap opera in space, so I think it. I think it worked. Yeah. It worked well. With a Latino lead character, so yes. you can't beat that. Cause, Stand and deliver. Man. Yeah, I mean that was just that was that was spoke to me. In my mind, I imagine you, you know, after you're married, you know, you're you're moving your stuff in the house because, of course, you didn't live together before. Of like course it was not. like yeah. only yeah. three months. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you opening a closet, and most women would like scream if they saw like like porn and like blow up dolls, but you see just action figures and comics. There's no. like ah. For real, this stuff did not exist until after we got married. So th- the collection of nerddom did not happen until then. And I think once you figured okay, out that yeah. like the door was open, because I really thought the main problem was guitars. Right. We are and, in a room with like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guitars right yeah. now. So, We're in a room with six more guitars than are necessary. <laughs> uh, there are literally, there are There are four... more musical instruments in this room than there are people and pets. There's also a trumpet in here, too. Yeah. How many of them are actually tuned? Uh, all of them, but the one with the broken string, probably. Okay. I would say that they're all in tune. I thought yeah. that was our biggest issue, but it um, definitely has uh, gotten more into um, the comic book nerd culture and the pop vinyls and nerd blocks and loot crates and everything Okay, um, so we do want to talk about She-Hulk, um, but just to I follow up on this, yeah, because you're the first female we've had in the show, and maybe the last female <laughs> we're going to have in the show, by the way, and so you don't get to talk openly to girls about comic books, because you got to keep that shit under wraps. You're like, yeah, you know, I went to a swing training game today. Got <laughs> yeah, a sweet tan. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been to Dungeons and Dragons night here. So. Yes, one time. I went <laughs> one time. How many did you have? Three or four? Uh, about three or four. Like three or four. Like three. Yeah, like three. So, my question to you is, what do you think about this um, this whole um, explosion of comic book culture with movies, with, um, uh, I mean, every store you go to, they're, they're just all these, like you have coffee cups with characters on them and dish towels with characters on them and all this. Posters. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you... I would love a toaster. What did you want on a toaster? They have like Star Wars toasters that will imprint Star Wars characters Ooh. onto your toast. I think I want like the Hulk's face on my toast. I want like powdered Jesus. toast, man, oh, from yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, that'd be good. That's good. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Ooh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Or just it up. One, like, one slice does Ren and the other one does Stimpy. Copyright. Done. <laughs> you can buy it on nerdwife.com. <laughs> I mean, so what do you think? What do you think about this? You think it's, um, I mean, because you have young kids too, and, and the little boy is obviously, you know, I see him on photos, and he's swashbuckling, and Iron Hulk Man. hands, yeah. and, you know, comic book PJs. Right. What do you, what do you think? I, I think it's okay. You think it's okay? I think I'm fine with it. I got used to the fact that a lot of our money was going towards stuff like that, so it's okay. Like, I, I succumbed to it. I gave up a few of my own addictions to support the family's mm-hmm. addiction. So, since the elder child is just a spawn of her father, and the younger seems to be going the same direction, um, I think I just had to go, all right, it is You're jumping is. into the pool. Do I might you, as well. Yeah. Do you, you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. But is that something that you think that has been... 
like a fun project for the family is like delving into all this stuff. Well, yeah, because like okay, so uh, my dad and I we didn't ever like read together because my dad doesn't he didn't speak English first, and so his language skills are a little bit different. And so him reading and writing is completely completely different from the English major than I am. I can't mm-hmm. read his writing and stuff. So we enjoyed like um, Star Wars, Aliens, um, Ghostbusters. Like that's what my dad and I did. We watched stupid sci-fi movies together and I didn't know it was like sci-fi or else I would have stopped you know because 80s girl doesn't watch sci-fi right. but um but I think it was just cool because like now I see, I get to see all those things as a grown-up and I think that's pretty cool I like sharing that I like that there's Chewbacca up on my shelf right now right I like that there are many Yodas upstairs right I have a cat named Yoda yeah. so like it's kind of cool just to relive your childhood like that it'd be cool if there's a giant Millennium Falcon in here that is it's huge it's, yeah that's mm-hmm. So it's a really expensive toy too. Yes. <laughs> and well, luckily I didn't buy it. No, yeah, I was that, was, that was given. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you can't Thanks, afford Lisa. that. No, I can't. Salary. I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> not even on three teachers' salaries. Yeah, so that's really cool. I think that you know when I see photos of you guys and like the activities you do, or you'll be like, oh, we're watching Hunger Games or something like that. I'm like, wow, my parents would rent that stuff for me and then put it on in the room and then <laughs> go like drink. No, um, they would like do like adult things. Um, not that comics are not adult things, but it's oh, cool that you're bringing in too. Yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did read oh, Saga. Remember we yep. talked about that? We talked about, we talked about this. It's not allowed in the house anymore. That, that really, like, that really threw me. I didn't know you could draw that. <laughs> you should see the next issue. I'm good. There's, I'm there's good. a lot of okay. wang in it. <laughs> there is. There is. Um. So, uh, what was I going to say? Now I can't remember. Where I was going. I would have never gone to Comic Con though. Let's be really honest though. I would have never gone to Comic Con if you wasn't like let's go and what do you think about all the hot man meat at comic con <laughs> walking around pudgy um, their uh, deadpools <laughs> yeah deadpool. like a bunch of pudgy spider-mans and then um also just like a lot of uh sailor moons and uh my little ponies right so i like it when the spider-mans get too exhausted like the heat <laughs> and they take it off and their hair is all matted down over their pimple faces and they're just yeah, like yeah not my corn, spider-man like, corn dogs yeah. hashtag not my spider-man <laughs> Um, and so, so, uh, I was gonna say, like, Gabby had an addiction to, uh, a DC cartoon. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Over, I do. Yeah, she still does over the summer, uh, because we, we're both teachers, and so we have the summer off, and we, uh, powered through, um, Young, Young Justice. Justice. Gab became addicted uh-huh. to Young Justice. I love it. McGann's my absolute favorite superhero. She's fantastic. She's I've the never most seen powerful it. thing Miss, ever. Miss Martian. Miss Martian. Oh, I never so Martian, know that was yeah. a thing. Martian Manhunter's like niece. niece. Yeah. Is that only in the show? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think she's in the comic books too. Oh. I don't know a lot about, I'm not really a big DC guy, so I don't know a whole lot I'm about. I'm not right? That's I'm like not, half I'm our not. listenership. I know. Jesus Christ. Um, but sorry, you really should get into that one. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So uh, Gab. It's Netflix. Uh, it's on the first season okay. on Netflix. We had to buy the second season. <laughs> we have the second season on Blu-ray. Maybe we'll do a comic exposure on um, on an animated series? series at one point. That's, yeah. good. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a bad one. Yeah, nobody Copyright. knows McCann. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, let's get into it. We got a two-minute right. summary. I don't think I don't need two minutes. I don't think I'm needed two minutes. This is your turn. You do it, Travis. Okay. Travis goes over two minutes. No, that was exactly at two minutes. I was at a minute and fifty-seven. seconds. Let me get my timer out here. So Travis is going to give us a two-minute summary of the book. You've already read it, so this is just to kind of rehash for you what happened. All your listeners read this. 
Well, we're going to assume... One would hope. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, in the, the plan is... I get it. They read along with us. I got it. Don't, don't belittle the show. <laughs> Come on. Back me up here. I'm on it. Go. All right. Go me. Yeah, go um, All right, so uh, She-Hulk follows the uh, um, adventures of one Miss Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. And normally we're used to seeing She-Hulk in some part of a team and fighting crime. Not so in this book. In this book, um, She-Hulk... You're fine. I can't hear it on here. Um, in this book, She-Hulk is... We're focusing on her adventures more so in the courtroom and practicing law. And when we first meet Jennifer Walters in this... She is this. She is. Um, she quits her law firm because they're not going to promote her. Was that it? They're not going to give her a raise. They're not going to give her a raise. They're not going to give her a bonus. So she leaves the law firm. She's they been working fight, they at. They fire her. They fire her because um, they want her to bring in more superhero clients. Right. Okay. So my two minute summary is already off to a bad start. <laughs> she does get fired, and she goes and starts her own law firm. And one of the things that we see throughout her um, mini episodes as a lawyer is. She, all the cases she deals with seem to have some kind of superhero or supervillain um, uh, part to them. It's not yeah. just like it's not like uh, Law and Order. There's always a superhero edge to it. And we think we we see adventures with her and Doctor Doom's son. Where she meets up with Daredevil. Um, she talks. Uh, there's like a mystery blue file case in here. Uh, so we see a lot of guest appearances from other comic book heroes. And that's really what this book is. It's, it's like mini vignettes of Jennifer um, Walters starting her own practice. Uh, one of the other major characters in here is her assistant, Angie, uh, and Angie's monkey, Hee um, And And Hellcat is also in here as a private investigator, um, and she's a main feature in several of them. And so, yeah, that's kind of, I don't even need two minutes for it. That's kind of it, and we'll get into the details earlier, but yeah. that's that's what you're doing. You're following yeah. Jennifer Walters as she starts up her own law firm. Two Ooh, minutes. look at that. Two minutes is up. Dude, great timing. Yeah. Great timing on that. Yeah. It's not it's like, like it profit out. where you have to do like a two-minute, you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use a lot of analogies here. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, let's start right off the bat with uh, who Charles Soule is. So... Charles Soule um, has been writing comic books for a while. He writes a bunch of stuff for he wrote a bunch of stuff for DC. So he did a big run on Swamp Thing. I think he's still writing Red Lanterns right now. He wrote Thunderbolts. He's writing Inhumans for Marvel, Death of Wolverine. He did that stuff for Marvel, uh, She-Hulk for Marvel. He did a run called Superman Doomed on DC, where he fights Doom, cleverly enough. And then also, he has his own creator-owned thing called Letter 44 on IDW. So, he's got that out as well. So, New York-based New York comic writer, also an attorney. So, that might oh, give you, okay. like, that. Yeah, might cool. some insight into why he's kind of tied to doing a character who is a lawyer and what kind of insight he has on that. Um, so, I want to start off really quick. How is this... Um, so, this has been... This has been... This was really big. This, this story kind of took off... Um, even though uh, even though it was canceled, uh, there was there's like a ton of passionate readers for it. A lot of people were really bummed when they heard it was canceled. Um, it, you, Travis, got a lot of big press that you read about, right? From your right, yeah. Your stuff I, on it. I actually heard about it more through all the the press that was getting about its cancellation than actually through what the book was about or what people liked about it and disliked about it. It was all about this is being canceled, and they kind of used this book uh, to champion the cause of. Listen, 
we get these books people like, and then they only make it 12 issues. And if the sales aren't exactly what was expected, then they're, they're just axed. So yeah. this, this became more like the figurehead book for that kind of discussion. And we kind of talked about that in our, la- uh, our last, uh, kind of in between trades episode, our variant edition, we kind of talked about, um, how like you buy single issues because you want them to stick around. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about you getting a pull list and the reason why you do that is because you can support books that come out monthly mm-hmm. as opposed to something like this, that it ended and the next trade hasn't even come out yet. So the right. series ended at 12, but the newest trade doesn't get released until, um, April, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so volume two doesn't come out until April. Uh, so you kind of miss out on it. And so by buying a trade, you're not really supporting the next six issues, right? So you can't show anybody that. My question is, did Soul know, was it, did he know he had a limited run on it? Was uh, when he planning I, to, to end the story? And When I had read the interview that I read with him, uh, when he initially wrote it out, he had only planned for it to be, he planned out 12 issues. So his initial writing of it was like a 12-issue arc. Mm-hmm. Everything that he had set for it was 12 issues, so one year. Uh, and then he knew about the cancellation way before it was announced. Right. So yeah, that's I, I think he kind of knew that 12 issues is where it was going to be. He was very vocal about announcing that early yeah. as soon as he found out this is going to be canceled. So Yeah, he was all over Twitter about it. And, and there was this whole thing that was like, save She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Right? It was all over Twitter. I follow a bunch of artists on Twitter. I follow a bunch of like... How do you feel about that, Gabby? Comic book She-Hulk's an empowered female. I think she can save herself. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, so uh, he I writes. <laughs> she he writes this, and it was it was planned as twelve issues, the arc. And so when you read these two volumes, you're really getting the story, the initial story that he planned out for it. Um, so I want to ask you guys: this has kind of been panned as a uh, a different superhero story, a breath of fresh air, something different than normal that you get out of comic books. And I can see the look on your face, Travis. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about that that call of what this is being? Well, I don't know too much about comic books, so it's hard for me to say whether or not it's a breath of fresh air, but I I, I wasn't totally impressed. Agreed. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I was like, Travis and I are going to be on the same page about this. Um, so what... So what, I'm upset. Travis is someone who reads yeah. more comic books. Okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll plunge this, into this question yeah. because it is more directed at someone who's read the typical, what you might call typical superhero stories. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some things I liked in here, and I saw I thought I saw where it was going, and it's it's not it's not like I'm completely saying that this is like oh it was horrible, but it, I wasn't the audience for this. And one of the things that I kept questioning as we went through it is we have these superheroes populating this world, and it's yeah. the characters we know, and they're coming in and out. But it's this they're trying to make it well. It, it is I think it it is this you know. Uh, lawyer story but it's not it's trying to mix in other things and i couldn't figure out because it's very clean Mm -hmm. but it's about the premise is very adult like a lawyer you know prosecuting criminals and defending criminals and all this stuff so kids aren't going to be into the premise of it but i don't know if adults want that mixed with like the superhero and if if you're gonna if you're gonna mix that grit of like the you know uh, law and order in there i think Put some grit into it. Why is it written for an eight? Why is it written like a... The jokes are kind of like seven-year-old jokes, some yeah. of them. And you're like, oh, man, you had a... I feel like there was a lot of opportunity to to get real kind of nitty-gritty with the law stuff in the superhero world. Uh-huh. And it was made to be written like an all-ages book. 
Yeah, and I, I think Charles Soule uh, had decided that that's what he said he wanted to do. He said he was doing a, um, what did I, I wrote it down here. Uh, he said he, he wrote it as like an all-ages book, um, but he didn't want it to be a kid book. So he, I think he's trying to stretch. Yeah. I think he's trying to stretch the story, right? It is, it's a super clean book. Right, yeah. There's like nothing, uh, there's a, in fact, she goes to the bar, there's a couple scenes that take place in the bar, and those seem kind of out of place for how non- adult it is right for right. a lot of the rest yeah. of it um so she's at the bar a lot. Well, what do you she yeah is. what do you what do you Gabby, so, what do you think about oh god yeah i was gonna say so along the same lines what did what wasn't in there that you expected so someone who doesn't read comic books or superhero books well okay so this is gonna come off completely anti um like anti yes all women or like i'm probably gonna get slammed for anti-feminist this. yeah i I kind of wanted her to just be more, it introduces her as this bombshell, and I felt like she just wasn't, and I, I'm i used to my superhero ladies being a little bit more, I don't know, tawdry, mm-hmm. and I got none of that, and I kind of feel stupid for saying it, but I I wanted a little bit more va 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 boom you know, I, I just wasn't getting any of that in this, it was very, it was very clean, and not to say that clean is bad, but I just, I don't know, I just can't, I don't know. Well, there was like a couple like variant covers where I was like, "There she is." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, "Oh bummer, man." Mm-hmm. You know, was that is that you think that's more of Polito's art style? I mean, it's a super cartoony art style, right? Right. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. I immediately opened the book uh-huh. and I was like, "Where are the tits at?" <laughs> Where the tits well, at? It, but, I'm like, yeah. oh, She-Hulk. I'm used to seeing She-Hulk like in like a g-string, yeah, and no, like, like ripped old. at the beach, yeah. And I'm like, well, this is just not my good man. You remember She-Hulk from like the '90s swimsuit editions, right? That's, <laughs> exactly. That's what you remember. Well, and like every other rendition of She-Hulk besides this, I don't. I don't think I've seen one where she hasn't been. Well, she's definitely not sexualized in this. No. No. Um, which, and I mean, I'm it's okay. Sure I'm not saying, I'm, like, sexualize your, my female superheroes. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how I'm supposed to well, feel about this. Well, let's talk about the... Let's Maybe maybe our end to the story I'm is confused. talking about Jennifer Walters, the character. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you find her to be a round character? Does she have a conflict and depth to her? Or is she surface level? I kind of felt like she was surface level. I'm not getting a lot of depth from this. I mean, there were times when I'm reading this, and I'm like, I must have skipped, like, three pages before I got to this point. Um, I, I'm, I'm getting like, I don't know, it's just, it's too, I don't, it jumped so much for me. And I thought like at the very beginning when she gets fired and they're talking about how expensive this table is and she's like, oh, wait a second, I'm going to be like really vindictive about this right mm-hmm. now. And maybe that was just too like overtly female or something like, oh yeah, I always got to try to get revenge or something. But I thought that scene was great. Like, I'm going to burn you guys for getting rid of me because I'm a woman and I shouldn't have to, like, prove myself to you. Right. And then she goes in and totally kills our table, and I liked that. But um, I didn't, I got a lot of surface from this. It wasn't too deep. What do you think about the character of um, um, She-Hulk? Okay, I'm going to call her Jennifer Walters because she's much more Jennifer she, Walters than totally, she is absolutely. She-Hulk. Totally. It should be I called Jennifer Walters on this, not She-Hulk. book, I guess. Um, I, you know, I see I see your point. It's definitely not, and it's definitely not a deep character story, especially after we come off of reading, like, a super indie book like The Underwater Welder, mm-hmm. which essentially is no action, just a lot of, a lot of story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then we go in here and... and there isn't a lot of, it's not, there's, um, 
three big action pieces in this six issues. So mm -hmm. in this six issues, there's like three action pieces going on in those six issues. So there's a lot. There's not a lot of action in it. Maybe four. Uh, but um, I would say that she's not a completely fleshed out character. And I don't know if that's because we only read the first six issues. I don't know what happens in the next six. Um, but I feel like I thought that they did a good job of um, you see her Hulk out, even though she's always Hulk. Because it tells you right at the beginning in the, in the prologue, it's like, you know, um, she's different than regular Hulk. Regular Hulk doesn't have a brain when he's all hooked out. When Bruce Banner goes Hulk, he loses himself. Right. But Jennifer Walters is always Jennifer Walters, even when she's, like, raging green. Yeah, right? which is a part of, like, the, yeah, uh, the, the She-Hulk mythology that yeah. he kept intact. Um, I would say that you kind of see her bounce back and forth, right? So she's trying to be, like, super proper and polished and a lawyer and then she has to go fight doom bots outside of the courtroom or she gets held up yeah. getting there because she fought something else see this is where that like what you're saying there uh -huh. that's conflict in a character yeah. but it wasn't appeared it didn't like when she was like it was never any moment when she's like i just keep it cool keep it cool jennifer like you're you're past this point you like don't go to your she-hulk place it wasn't something she was tormented by mm -hmm. and the fact that she was fired it seemed like what was it, her driving force was, you know, I'm going to prove I can do this on my own. But that's that seems it's not brought up enough. She doesn't struggle with that enough. Um, there's no insight into. I mean, for a lawyer book, mm -hmm. you'd want. I, I feel like that that main lawyer has to have struggles outside the courtroom. Like the oftentimes in in law stories, what. Um, the case that she or the case that the lawyer would be defending or prosecuting kind of mirrors some inner conflict that they're having in their own life yeah. and or they have to come you know uh against and so you see that dynamic like she, the case that she's trying really um conflicts with her own moral compass yeah. or something that she had done in the past and there's a there's brief moments of this do, in here do you think that like it straddles the line of being a superhero book and a law book and it doesn't it doesn't pick do you think the problem is that it doesn't seem to the pick problem it? i don't think it's a law book there's okay. only two scenes two yeah. or three scenes in the courtroom like it doesn't matter to me that he's a lawyer cuz i don't feel like anything that was in here was really something that i couldn't look up on the internet to figure out how to do right for example <laughs> I'm sorry I, yeah. that sounds terrible yeah well, I really liked the, the first issue. Was I was liking the first issue? I really liked uh, quite a bit. Issue. And the scene where you know Tony Stark's lawyer is yeah. in there. He was a great character because you're like, oh wow, there are going to be scenes in the courtroom where she has to like all her super strength doesn't matter yeah, like because this guy yeah. knows the law like the you know the back of yeah. his hand. And I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting mm -hmm. little conundrum. Like she's a superhero, but you know all her superpowers are useless against this corporate lawyer yeah i'm like that's cool and then i think i saw her in the courtroom twice after that yeah she goes back in mm -hmm. she goes back in for dr doom's son i would agree i think i think my biggest my biggest saw the bars a lot yeah <laughs> i i really i like the book i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna pull that yeah. I, I really like the book and i think i liked it because um i like that it wasn't all superhero fight 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 it wasn't serious. Mm -hmm. And so... Oh, no, it was not serious. And that's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I enjoyed that it wasn't the seriousness of having to be like, um, what's going on? It's not like this giant Marvel crossover event where all this stuff happens and the fate of the universe mm -hmm. rests on whether or not you fight, whether you defeat, you know, right. Galactus or, or whatever it is. I kind of like that it was kind of... Um, they've talked about this uh, being in, like, the birthplace of, like, the quirky corner of the Marvel universe. 
So there's a bunch of like quirky books in Marvel, and I would say that this definitely falls in that category because it's not super serious. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a bunch of like jokey stuff in it, right? There's a, I mean, the scene where she has to go, they, um, she walks into Tony Stark's office. And then she goes there and they're like, oh, hey, Jennifer, how you doing? Like the robots talk to her nice right, right. away. And then she goes, yeah, I'm hearing about a legal matter. And then the robots switch right away and they send yeah. her to a different floor. Yeah, there were a couple of jokes I had. I, th I thought, I thought I, that, that was... I like the paralegal, that paralegal was... rolling up her sleeve. She's yeah. like, that's what paralegals are made for. Yeah. You know? And so I thought, I thought there was a lot of little clever things in it. Um, but I would agree with you. I, I don't think that she's a super well-rounded character in here. She wasn't the most interesting character to me. No. I think, um, I think her paralegal is a much more interesting character and I wanted more from that. Yeah. I liked her Jedi mind tricks, and I was like, "We're not getting anything from this." How her monkey brings her back to life? Like, I'm like, "Oh, what it, is the monkey going vomits on? in her mouth." That's what happened. There was a, I think it was a spirit. It was more. Oh, gas. I thought, no, I thought it he was, was like, definitely <laughs> like vile. Like it was totally spit coming from the mouth. That's what I thought. Like that like. monkey just—that was the most exciting thing that happened. Like that monkey just threw up. Totally I'm like, "What am I reading, Saga?" Yeah, it got awkward. So, uh -oh. but I, I think that uh, I wanted more from that. I wanted more from the other characters. I thought Hellcat was a great character, and I liked her, like, sarcasm and her jokes in there. I thought she was more like, I'm going to get drunk and fight someone. Like, mm. that was, like, I don't know. That's kind of, like, the angst of a superhero that I need, and I, I got level-headed. I, I would say you're right. I think that, that, that um, Hellcat plays, like, that real kind of, like, a down-and-out superhero mm -hmm. kind of. She doesn't have any superpowers. She just beats up people, right? Right. So you kind of see her, like, a down-on-her-luck and Jennifer kind of gives her a job. But you're right, Jennifer plays like a very level-headed person. And the only time you see a conflict, really for her, is when she goes to talk to uh, Daredevil. So she goes right. to San Francisco yeah. and talks to Matt Murdock. And Matt Murdock kind of goes, look. For some reason, he's just doing gymnastics on the... I he's, know. he's having a serious conversation. He's like, well, we do a little hand splint here. And I, I, but that's, I think that's what makes it... That's the kind of quirkiness of it, right? I would be like, dude... Get your ADD under control. <laughs> sit down. I flew out here, I not for you to do splits. <laughs> um, but I would say, like that—that's the one part where you kind of see her her issue, where um, she's a lawyer, but she's also a superhero. So she's trying to make the decision: Do I go off and save Kristoff? I think that's his name, right? No, that's the guy on Frozen. No, I think that's his name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his, like Doctor Doom's son. That I would read. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Like, so she goes and says, so she she's like. He says, we have a problem, right? Like, um, we can do more than a normal lawyer does. He said, you have to be as, like, in your code, you have to be a zealous advocate for your client. But you and I can be way more zealous than a regular lawyer can, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he kind of tells a brief story about how he went and saved someone. And uh, I think it's Black Cat is who he saves. Like, yeah. Been, and so... Him and Spider-Man. Yeah. He, he hung out with... Spider-Man. He hung out with... Spider-Man. Spider <laughs> he hung out with uh, Spider-Man... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, saved her, and he kind of gives her that thing. Like, look, if you think it's the right thing to do for your client, we can do more than regular lawyers, so yeah. maybe we should. That's great. That's a good moment. Yeah. I thought that was a really good moment. Mm -hmm. That was and a page. Thought, let's go party. <laughs> I, yeah. and, well, let's go beat people up. Right. But to like the backdrop of like a 1960s swingers yeah. party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was They are in San Francisco, guys. They are in San Francisco, so. Yeah, no, there are, there are, there are moments like that, but then there, the part where I, I, I'd read... I read all of it in one one night, and then yeah. I stopped, and I finished it yesterday. And I stopped at the Doom part, where the resolution to that whole Kristoff story was like, have you talked to your dad? Yeah, but I, exactly. but I, I said, like, no! Oh, come on. Yeah, no! I, I like it, because it, she was using being a lawyer there. So, like, her superpower gets her to Dr. Doom. And then she's right. like, hey, why don't we just talk it over? 
Why don't we work this out? And he's all like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. like, I didn't have no idea does, you feel that way. I, I don't think Dr. Yeah. Doom gets to say that. Like, I don't think no. he gets to be like, oh, oh, you're right. Like, it's like, ends in this full house moment. But I, I think, like but how you said that. Dr. Doom did not get to say that. I'm sorry, soul. You you can't make that decision on Doctor Doom. I think I think that's why this He's is not a, my Doctor Doom. I think that's why this is a different. It's a different take on all these characters, right? So even though this is in the Marvel universe, it's clearly like Doctor Doom doesn't act like that. I want to see the next time the like the Avengers face right? uh, Doctor Doom <laughs> in like the the real Marvel universe or yeah. like the 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 mainstream Marvel universe. Be like, you know, how's your son doing? You're like, well, he is, you know, he's he wants to play tennis, and so I'm encouraging his hobbies, and I'm backing up, and I'm giving him his space. I really now want take to... this blast to your face. <laughs> exactly. But I like that. I, I want him to turn around and go, "Hey guys, can we just talk about this for a second? Yeah, come on, come on. I, mean, I, this really I, cool I need someone to mitigate this conversation. <laughs> and so I, I like, I thought that was like a, I thought that was a funny way to handle it because she's a lawyer. So instead of beating up, and she says she, at the end, she goes, "I really want to punch this Doombot. I still really want to do it." On and the Doombot's like, "Please do not punch the Doombot." <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, great. that's like, when I stopped, and I said, "I will put a bookmark in this, and I'll get back oh, to it later." I thought it was great. Um, it just reminds. There's a lot of stuff, kind of like offbeat Marvel stuff right now. Uh, so, like, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl just came out, and it's it's Squirrel Girl. So, mm. what do you what do you do with Squirrel Girl? But right? see, going into Squirrel Girl, I know you that know it's this I thought was um, getting to see um, uh, the Marvel universe yeah. from the law side of it, and I always wondered that. I'm like, well, these superheroes must get sued all the time. <laughs> they must, you know, there must be like damages, There's lots of destruction. Yeah, exactly. You know, we talked about, we, we joked summers ago as a nation about that Superman movie yeah. and all the yeah. destruction. I want to see how lawyers handle that. And I thought that this was the book that I was going to get. Like a, like a okay, if, this, if, they, if superheroes were real, how would we handle the law side of things? In real life. Yeah. yeah. If you gave me Squirrel Girl, I would have been like, this is going to be a silly fun romp and I can only enjoy it for what it is. But I, I guess there was you, a lot of hype on you this. You wanted more out of it than what you got out of it. Thought, I, thought, I thought there was bits of something that could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was like, okay, so this was kind of an eye-opening experience for me because um, Josh brings a lot of weird stuff into this house, okay? One saga. That was odd. Um, Dead birds. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's just like weird, like weird stuff that, Walking Dead, there's lots of all these like really violent images in some of the stuff that he likes. And that's not saying anything bad yeah. about him. But he read this a while ago and gave it to our daughter and it was like, I really like this. Mm. This was so good. So I think I got kind of hyped up on like, oh, this is going to be awesome because we like Guardians of yeah. Galaxy and we like, you know, Walking Dead. And I thought like, oh man, like I was, I just got disappointed in it. And I know he's disappointed that I'm disappointed <laughs> and I feel oh, terrible about this. He's like this all the time. This. All the time. It's fine. Oh, I, I, I didn't want this to be God hates astronauts. I didn't. I was just like, <laughs> Oh my God, he's in there by this himself, and this is so terrible. This isn't this isn't God hates astronauts for me because I think this does. I think he set out to do something and did what he based yeah. on the interview what he, he wanted to do really well. And listen, he's not he's crying himself to sleep on like a million Twitter fans who are like, <laughs> I love Marvel money. She-Hulk, and this is yeah. really great, and they are trying something new, and we're seeing more like this in comics with and, Batgirl. Yeah, I would and, say um, this definitely. This is kind of like a hallmark in new stuff. So Batgirl kind of takes uh, a nod from this. 
uh, Squirrel Girl, listen, they're going to make a Howard the Duck comic. And Howard the Duck is a private investigator. And it's going to be the same kind of, like, zany stuff that you kind of see in, in She-Hulk. And I think... But it'll be a little bit more off the wall and, like, uh, I think more um, you'll expect risque. It. I think because, you'll expect like, it Howard more. is, like, well, I think... It's, well, yeah, like, it's, what about, like, female Thor? Like, right? Like, yeah. I mean, is she going to be all, like, well, do I use my hammer? Or should I use my word? Let's like, go out and drink and crime fight. <laughs> Sex in the city, y'all. Oh, I think you get that. I think. Cosmos. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want her to be that way. I wanted to be. I wanted to be like. I wanted to be Thor with breasticles. That's what I need. Yeah. I was and just I like wanted sweating, to be like heaving bosoms. And I got boobs. You yeah. know, And she just wasn't there for me. She was a little. Yeah. I needed her to be me when I'm when I'm mad and not be like. Uh, keep your cool, Jennifer. Like well, I just wanted her to Hulk. Yeah, and um, she did it a couple times, but it wasn't enough for me. So let's let's talk let's talk art. Let's talk art. Uh, there oh. are two incredibly different <laughs> artists in this book. Uh, the first four issues are done by uh, Javier Polito, and Polito. This is like his longest run on a book is mm-hmm. this She Hulk. So I think he does he does ten issues on this run. So ten of the twelve issues he does. Uh, the one that we read, he does four of the six. Um, he's done regular Hulk, he's done Robin Year One, he did some Black Cat, uh, Catwoman, Hawkeye. (laughs) A lot of the... Very phallic. A lot of the stuff he did, a lot of the stuff he did ends up, uh, he does a lot of, like, fill-in jobs. This is his first, like, long-term, uh, big, big thing. Uh, and this is the kind of art, um, I really, I really dug Javier Polito's stuff. I like the first four issues, I thought the art's fantastic. The last two issues, though, um, when Wimberly takes over, was that art change jarring for either of you? Um, yeah. I will say the Wimberly art made me like the first art better. I didn't like the first art until I saw right. the second art. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I was like, oh, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. Like, she was all square-jawed and, like, awkward and just her neck was ginormous and her feet were, like, bricks. I just... She is She-Hulk. Though. No, but, like, that's not my... That's not my... That is not She-Hulk that is on the variant cover number two oh, with, like, her skirt kind of covers. falling off with her finger up near her mouth, like, oopsies, <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah. what would, the heck? Yeah. That was, that was like, my girl. And then I was like, oh, God, she's, like, she's like a, a big clod. Um, I would say, uh, oh, who does the cover art? Weda? What's his name? Uh, yeah, Kevin Wada like or Weda. Oh, I yeah. think he the cover arts it. are fantastic. It's very Alex Ross. And she's very, like, there's some... Even though nothing's really sexy about, like, there's nothing overtly sexy about any of those, like, regular covers, there's just something, each of them is, like... They're alluring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's way more You're alluring. You're drawn in. Yeah. Like, she becomes somebody that you want to see. I mean, Varian Cover 2 was exactly the girl I wanted her to be. Shoe falling off, juggling the coffee cup, with her She-Hulk uniform on underneath, with the, you know, with the phone up near her and her boots hanging over her. That's the Amanda Connor one, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought this was, like, fantastic. I love it when females draw females in a, in a really sexy, powerful way. And I, and I think maybe that's where guys kind of fall short on it, because they don't know how far they can go with that part. And I, maybe I'm wrong. But I read uh, Scott J. Campbell. I'm yeah, just, there's definitely some. <laughs> well, I think to make it tasteful, though. Right. Well, I think if you're going to go like all the way into this this really um, overly sexualized thing, there's a fine line that you can do with the taste, and I think some men maybe be afraid are afraid of that line, and so they draw back on it a few. 
That makes um, sense, yeah. yeah. Because like, Josh has a hard time drawing females, and I think part of it is because, like, he sometimes feels like he's going to make them too busty or too too curvy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm always yeah, like, draw yeah, me, draw me. Like, you yeah, can make me, I would love it if I looked like <laughs> Jessica Rabbit, you know? But, um, yeah, I just, I thought this was a really kind of, like, this is exactly what a female would be like if she were She-Hulk. This was my She-Hulk. This was my girl right here. And I, I didn't get her that feeling throughout the comic. Um, I would say that the, the, I thought that I love uh, Wade's cover cover art. I thought it was really great. I thought all those pieces are really good. I really like Javier Polito, and I saw him first in Hawkeye because he he did a couple of, uh, issues in Hawkeye. And I but that's again Travis. You and I told it you don't like. I Hawkeye would art. I would read I would re, I wouldn't this he wouldn't deter me from reading a book. Yeah. But it's not something where I was like, "This is gorgeous." I like, like, it was this like classic is... comic book yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I like it. It's like fine, really yeah. old school, and like, but not really because um, it's old school art, but it's really cartoony. He's mm. a Polito is a cartoonist. Well, you might be surprised. My, I, you know, one of the cartoonists I really love, and he, I was, I turned the page and I was shocked at the very cover. I love him from Scotty Young. Scotty Young is. Great. I love Scotty, <laughs> Scotty Young, Young man. Great. He's great. Um, and so it's a really, it's, it's. This really cartoony style, I really dug it. But when Wimberly, well, when Wimberly takes over, I you I, I it lost me. It's 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 like he like was just like splashing the ink well, onto the. Like, here's what happens. It. The yeah. first the first oh. issue is colored by someone else. So he he does issue five, and someone else, Rico Renzi, is that who colors that one? I don't know. I don't know. Someone colors that one, and then Wimberly does both the art and the color on it. Yeah. On issue six. You're right. And it looks like issue six was super rushed. Oh, God. It looks like bad hotel art. It, the, <laughs> the color is really, the colors, the colors are Josh really. Josh pointed out that there's a part where, oh, yeah, we talked about this before. We broke the first rule of comic exposure. And we're <laughs> sorry about that. But I just saw the disappointment in his eyes early the color on. Of the green. They said that, no, there's a, a part where there's a, the monkey on her shoulders, and the monkey's not even colored in. It's just his. Yeah, this is jackets colored in. Otherwise, and he's I, just on a. He's just an outline. I think that this shows you kind of right the, the problem of. Oh yeah. Of keeping up with a monthly book. Part of the problem for artists with keeping up with a monthly monthly book is tough. So I don't know why Javier Polito took those two issues off, right? But that's two months of work, and it just looks like Wimberly had to do issue six and just didn't have enough time for someone else to color it. Right. So I don't know what happened. But that's part of my that's part of my beef with monthly comics, right? So I much would I would much rather have gone. You know what? Put it out two weeks late and let Javier Polito. Yeah, maybe do it. maybe he maybe he left the book and maybe he was going to come back and he had to be talked back into it. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what happens. He took two took two books off and it could have been anything. I, I don't know what it was, but he comes back and he does all of volume two. So what we didn't read is all of volume two, and then the other problem. We saw this last time. We talked about uh, we talked about the underwater welder, and that was a complete story. So we got the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We got beginning to end. And when we're reading the first this, we're only reading half of the whole story. Right. So you wanted more, Gab. You said you wanted more about uh, Angie. Yeah. Right. You wanted to know about that story. I think we find out, and the rest of it. We better. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, you're just they do thing. answer what the blue file is about. That yeah. gets answered in it. And the next volume, they uh, there's a courtroom where she and Tony, or she so and Matt Captain Murdock, America, is yeah, yeah, he, they go head to head. She and Matt Murdock go head to head in the courtroom over over Captain America. So there's a little more into it, and so I think by only getting six issues, especially on something that's only twelve issues, 
Right. We kind of we kind of kind of miss it. Um, well, yeah, and I gave it that too. And yeah. I, one of the things that I'd heard about this on a, another podcast was that whole idea of the Captain America issue and her going up against Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, for you. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that sounded really interesting. That court case. Like, oh, yeah. that's why I was like, oh, I'm gonna. I, it's gonna be all like this. But then I think about TV series like a, like a Buffy or something like yeah. that, where the first six episodes are very kind of cartoonish cause there's nothing it it's, the, it's the villain of the week type type of deal uh-huh. and some of those shows if you stop watching at um show four like i did with constantine yeah um then you can miss out once they get into fleshing out the character and who the character really is and i'm 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 hoping that it well i mean i guess it doesn't matter because it's, it's canceled anyways but you know um i, I probably I won't read i don't think we're gonna find anything else about her I don't think it's going to get that deep. You only have six more issues. That's how much was in there. I feel like you're going to lose something else. And there were so many characters to develop that someone's going to take a hit. And I don't know. Right. I don't, I'm, yeah. And I would, I would say that sometimes monthly comic books, especially like this, aren't looking to be deep. I don't think Charles Soule went into this going, I'm going to tell like a deep story. Well, he's a lawyer. About, but he should have left off some character. I don't think he was trying to do a deep story about, about, Jennifer Walters. Um, I think he was just trying to do a fun kind of let's, let's, you know, let's do a quirky comic book story uh, and try to balance some law stuff and some other stuff like yeah. that. Um, so I, as an adult, though, I'm just like I don't. Then I don't want it if it's just gonna be a shallow story. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like. I'm explaining what I'm like. I'm just like, uh, why can't I have? I can I can understand silly. I can understand fun, but to a point, meaning that am I taking something away from this, or is it just oh, here's She Hulk making a joke about martinis and like oh, a Doombots and father, you know, like like there's like that's not even like a father issue thing. It's just like, well, I didn't know you felt that way, son. Well, I will consider your request. Well, would you could you talk your dad if your dad was Doctor Doom? I would, I would ride that shit all the way <laughs> to the Doctor Doom mansion. I would be like, "What are we blowing up today, old man?" <laughs> um, so, so look, you know what, Josh? I think you're right. I think maybe if you're an eight year old boy, sometimes you might feel like your dad is Doctor Doom. Maybe, and maybe it's maybe and you it's just want to listen. Maybe yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. So maybe it's instead just of running away. From your father. Why did my why did my comic book need to become all politically correct though? Yeah. I, like, I don't know. And can you can we get can we address the fact like put some green puns in there or something about the Rick, the wicked witch of the west or like the jolly green giant this woman's giant and green and she's never talking about like how hard it is to find outfits you know like how it must be a she's hard like time and tall. she splits them all the time yeah. like like let's let's make her a real character I want to I want to understand the struggles of a she Hulk did you want it to be like did you, did you want more sex in the city out of it Travis is that what you I want wanted? more sex in it. <laughs> Not once. She doesn't have one love interest in this whole story. Well, she's like, are you flirting with me? And he's like, oh, probably. And I was all, that was it? Come on. And she jumps in, like, the first case when the woman's, like, sitting at the bar. She's like, yeah. my husband's this. She goes, I will help you out. You're like, how about everything? She was just like, yes, I'll do that, and I'll do that, and I'll do that, and I'll do that, and I'll do that. She was never like, oh, God, I just want to, like, make some bagel bites and just, like, <laughs> But I think, I think like, she took the case right away. pizza rolls. She yeah. took the case right away because she needed a job. Right? She just got fired from her job. But does She-Hulk need a job? 
I don't know. Do you think she should get paid to be a superhero? I think those are the things that. Well, I mean, I. Let's talk, let's talk how we talk about it. I want that addressed. Yeah. Tell me, like, why isn't the Avengers, like, can't, like... like she's in this tiny miss, little apartment, yeah. but she's ginormous, because that's all she can afford, like... Can't Mr. Fantastic float you some money? I mean, he lives <laughs> in, like, the whole Maybe. building by himself. Or her and Tony Stark used to be love interests, apparently. I got yeah, that from that. Exactly. So, like, how come he can't... Throw her a couple minutes. Why doesn't Tony because Stark hire her on the Lloyd team? Why isn't she's not she... a whore. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But these are the Tony questions Stark that would have made money. this book fun for me yeah. as an adult. Yeah. Um. So I would have liked my She-Hulk to be more like Carrie Bradshaw. I think that would totally if you're gonna have drawn do that, me yeah. in. Like an all age. I think this is a, like this. I think this audience, this whole broad audience style, is really difficult because you broad can't, audience, broad, broad audience. You can't hone in on anything and. uh you know, if it's if it's Sex in the City, then it's geared towards some females and like dudes that like to watch Sex in the City because yeah. that exists. Yeah. So, like, I what don't know. what color are her pubes? Is that a problem? You <laughs> know, what color? Are like, they? if, if she like obviously has like kind of like some kind of healing factor, being a superhero and really strong. Like, does she have a hard time yeah. getting waxed? Yeah, like a bikini wax. Is that back in the next day? I, I, I want. I need I to know, Josh. I imagine that she doesn't get hurt doing it. I imagine it doesn't hurt. But I don't know. I don't know. She but her zapped. feelings get hurt. Yeah, she gets zapped by a laser and she's okay. Ooh, laser. Yeah. She's gonna hit by a laser. So I imagine that's more painful. Than I would like to pitch know. a new She-Hulk. Yeah. If I could. Sex and the okay. City She-Hulk. Or just something. Like, I don't know. Like girls, HBO girls. <laughs> <laughs> She-Hulk. It's like She-Hulk and. She's all like in indie clothes or something. I yeah, I guess that. I don't know. That would have been cool. I didn't like the. I don't know. There was a couple of other things that like, but whatever. It yeah, was, I want to. Yeah, it's it was a great opportunity to explore. Um, other comics have done this too, but explore if you're gonna make her a lawyer, then explore the other parts of her life too that make her that flesh her out as like a human being and not just the She-Hulk. Again, and don't call it She-Hulk, call it Jennifer Walters. Because the She-Hulk whole point on the cover. of her is the idea that she is Hulk in life, right? Mm. So make her Hulk in life. Make her deal with the things that other Hulk doesn't have to deal with because he gets crazy and can't speak. Mm-hmm. So it would be. I think it'd be kind of cool. I like that idea. I would read that book. Yeah, and why is she not taking a modeling job? Obviously, they've been offered to her. Like, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I, I think you just. I think you want like you want more than six issues can give you, buddy. I think I that's do. what you want. I do. I I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back he... and buy some old Hulk comic books and get me some She-Hulk who's like ripped up. You know, she got. I think like... being a She-Hulk and single has to be really difficult, and I want to know about that struggle. Mm-hmm. But but had it been that, and there'd been no no. Fighting stuff and anything else would have been, would you have been satisfied then? Yeah, because I didn't get enough from the fighting. Yeah, I want I want to know like for example, like what you were saying, like the relationship side of like She Hulk. You know, sometimes when you see um, midgets or dwarves around and they're they're out and they're dating someone, I, as if I'm like, if I was a midget or dwarf, would I think that anyone who I'm dating is only dating me because of like the the uh, uniqueness of dating? a dwarf or a midget person is the guys does she hope feel that way she goes does she really does he really like me for me or she i don't know we could make take it a different way but does he really like me for me or, or is this a, just like like yeah yeah exactly yeah. like china from the wwf <laughs> um so uh, how much time we got left travis is it you're the keeper oh, we have um about 10 minutes left about 10 minutes left all right so let's let's do um you guys have a lot of stuff you didn't like. Can we talk about what you did like? Can we talk about what you did like? Will you tell us what you like. Uh, everything I liked is lot, everything I everything I did like is what you didn't like. What are you talking oh. about? So everything I liked about the book is everything you didn't like about it. So I liked that 
uh, the superhero yeah. fights were enough for me. That Are you was, okay? Yeah, I'm divorce, fine. divorce, 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 divorce. <laughs> um, everything you didn't like about the book, I liked about the book. Uh, I like I the, the art. I like the silly back and forth stuff. I like the resolution for Doctor Doom being her being a lawyer. I knew you did. It's probably your favorite panel, you asshole. <laughs> it is not. It is not. <laughs> uh, but I like that. I like kind of the uh, you get to see her try to be calm and try not to hulk out. But then she ends up running into the courtroom with all of her t- clothes torn up because she's She-Hulk and she can't go through a day without having to bust someone when she up. Hulks at, when she She-Hulks out, does she just like flex and just pops the stuff off? Because she doesn't seem like bigger. She does get a little bigger. A little, bigger? The scenes, it's a little bit. A little more ripped. Her biceps aren't very huge. And then when she's all like hulky, uh, she's much bigger. I did notice that she got bigger. She gets a little bigger. Um, I try to mark the sexiest... There was one panel that was kind one. of sexy. Wait, I, I know which one. It was the, the one, one where she's taking her shirt yeah, off. Yeah, yeah that's what back. I said, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. That's I the sexiest like, panel right there. Oh, maybe I didn't mark it. Yeah, there it is. Yep, I did. I marked it, too. I was like, oh. Yeah, there she is. Like, with a little back on oh, there. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. i got to be at that podcast in half an hour or else. Mm. <laughs> that's disturbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked, I liked that that was a resolution with Doombot. I liked, uh, I really liked Polito, so I liked his art in it. Um, yeah. That's her hulking out. She look, what does she look like? She reminds me of something in this. I don't know. She's definitely she definitely gets a little bigger. Um, but those are those are the kind of things that I thought. I, you know, I really okay. I really liked Hellcat. I thought Hellcat was good. Um, I, I like that too. I like that too. Okay. You said I didn't like that part. I like no, that I'm part. Just, uh, like I enjoyed the quirky little jokes. I like that. Um, but I think, like, I don't go in to read a comic book to get something serious or meaningful most of the time. So, uh, I didn't go into this going, I need to learn something well, about yeah. what it's like to you be You read She-Hulk. Saga, though, too, so yeah, but no, that, I don't think that's serious either. Is it? Oh, no, that's a, that's a, a, that's a parent, that's yeah, a parent it's a, and child, it's a, like, what it's like to be a... I feel like it's really an allegory for parenting and what it means to be a parent in the modern wow, day. That's, that's really... Okay. You shouldn't have children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you read it in depth enough, babe. I don't think you read it in depth I probably enough. didn't. I was like You really stopped disturbed. at the first penis. <laughs> no, I didn't. I kept going. I was really intrigued by that. Um, but so, I would say th- those are the things I liked. Uh, I are you going to pick up the other, the other six? Yeah, I've, I've got it ordered to oh, read nice. the second one because I want to read the rest of it. Um, I like the little... The little issue with the AIM scientist, I thought it was funny that you got stupid, she's fighting like bullcrap bad guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's fighting AIM scientists, and the one AIM scientist goes, man, if I could just take out She-Hulk, I would be on the, everybody would, I'd yeah, be on the funny. top of my game, right? And so they're having a serious conversation about if we just beat her up, dude, we're set. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know about you, but I got kids I gotta feed, so I need to, you know, I thought that was funny. I thought that she fights, I thought the Doombots were funny. Like, all of a sudden, the cab driver turns around to be the Doombot. It did. It reminded me of the old, like, Hanna-Barbera Fantastic Four uh, cartoons. It was definitely, like, I thought, I like the silly stuff of it. But I went into it knowing, I mean, I read it longer before, so I knew it was silly. And so I wasn't expecting anything but. I like the bad guy who was, like, you see, like, a a daredevil or someone, like, you fight him. Yeah. But you see a Hulk, yeah. you run. Yeah. Shocker. Wasn't that shocker? Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I thought, I thought that, that stuff was funny. Um, I thought the... You guys you guys also talked about how the cover art was really good. I really like that. I thought oh, issue yeah, fantastic. Issue 2's cover art was the best. That's the one where like, there's the scene of her shaving her leg. There's like a bunch of clips of what it's like to be She-Hulk. So oh, there's like... This one? Yeah, like she's putting on her mascara. She's shaving her leg. She's got like an exhibit thing. 
Uh, and so I just thought oh, that that was yeah. kind of a cool what it's like to be her. So during the day, she's a lawyer. At night, she's she's kicking a butt. Um, I liked it. Um, you know, what, what didn't you like? I really, the art in the last I two? really hated, uh, after the Doom story, I could care less about the Blue File. Yeah. I, I didn't care about that part of it. As soon as the story was resolved with uh, Doom's son, I was like, that was a great little thing. What's the next, like... Who's the next character that's coming into the courtroom? Who's she going to have to... You know, because there were like two court stories. Mm-hmm. Right away, there's a story with the woman whose husband used to work for Tony Stark. And then she jumps into the Doom story. And I thought that was like, oh, here's another one. And then I thought I was hoping for another jump into, here's a court case. And here's how I have to do... I can't just do what I do in court. Right? right. And so I thought that worked really well with the first two. She goes, um, the first one, it, she goes into court. She can't do anything about it. The only way she solves the first case... Or wins that case because she goes and talks to Tony Stark because she knows Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So had she not been the She-Hulk, she would not that's have won point. that Yeah, one. that's a good point. And then the second case, she wins that one because she has she managed to... Who else... What other lawyer is going to be able to beat up an army of Doombots right. and get you a secret... Drive the Fantastic Four jet to get you to your court appearance. Right, 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 right. And then yeah. go beat up a bunch more robots to save you, right? So mm-hmm. again, she wins a case only because she's She-Hulk. And I wanted that again... And the last two issues, but what I got was art that I I couldn't get atrocious. into it. It's I atrocious. couldn't get into it. Some of it I thought was like if it were just if it were just like a like a um, like a pinup piece, or if it were just like a cover art piece, I probably wouldn't have balked at it. Mm. But I couldn't handle Ron Wimberly's art on five and six. It was just super jarring for me. Um, Soul said that he wanted someone who could com- who was just as unique as Polito. But who wouldn't be compared to Polito? So no right. one would go, oh, well, he's just doing a he's just doing a Polito job. He's just trying to do Polito's art style. Polito esque. Yeah, <laughs> and so he picked someone, or they grabbed someone to do like a totally. I, I really didn't like Wimberly's art on it. I would say that's and and after and after that after that Doom story, I was like. I don't, I don't care about the blue file. You start pouting. I don't want a blue file. I don't care about the blue file. Gabby! What? <laughs> I don't want a blue file. <laughs> I think I would have been fine. I, you know, I think I, I rather would have jumped into something else. And you know what? I might I might have liked the blue file story yeah. had Polito drawn it. You might still like it. It might. It's got to it's gotta continue because it didn't get it does, resolved. Yeah, it yeah. does continue in the next one. I think, I think I just didn't like, I think Ron Wimberly's art on those last two issues just pulled me out of enjoying the book. And so I didn't care about care about that last story because I was like, good God, what? Why does She Hulk look different in every picture? Every drawing of She Hulk by Wimberly mm-hmm. looks That's completely horrible. different. Yeah. There's one that looks good, and she's got like a quirky half smile on her face, like she's confused yeah, about yeah. I guess you're right. There and are then, some some things in here, but that then are okay. the rest was just she's like different colors of green. I don't know. It was just I didn't really care for his Tigra or oh no no. Not sexy just, at all. Mm-mm. No, like no. it looked haggard. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell what it was at times. I'm like, is she up? Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of things like that, but otherwise, um, I liked all of it up until then. I really liked the story up until that point. I didn't like that last artist. Um, and there's an artist on uh, Captain Marvel who they throw in who I really don't like. So that's another sort of like, you know, that female-driven story. Mm-hmm. And Marvel is giving like these books to artists who aren't mainstream comic book artists, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying something different and trying to branch out. That's why, like, Hawkeye has, you know, um, now I, uh, 
now I can't remember his name. Uh, Aja. Aja, yeah. Yeah, Aja's drawing that one. And so they give these books that aren't big and mainstream different artists. And so I thought that was that was good. So let's do favorite Ooh. panels. Go ahead, Gabby. Um, I like the the Daredevil one where they went out to the gangsters and started causing a ruckus. I thought that was like something just artistic to look at. Oh, and, with the bright yellow background, that one? Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. pink, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the pink background where they go well, and plumbing. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite was the variant cover number two. But uh, I was told I can't choose that as a panel. It's so, because it's not a panel. You're learning. You're learning. I know. That's so. a, I, like, I like Daredevil in the panel you picked, though. I like the silhouette of him. Yeah, because that was my Daredevil. Like, I was like, who's this guy on the bridge? Oh, he's blind. That's Daredevil. So I got that. And then, for me, um, for this comic, I felt like I needed more. I needed to know more about it to really enjoy it. Because now that I hear things about it, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes some sense. But since I'm not, like, a hero comic book girl, I didn't get some of this. So... Mm -hmm. That was my favorite. What was your favorite, Travis? I liked the uh, one you already you mentioned oh, yeah. earlier the 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 finger crushing the um the uh, big table that they had imported from Feld yeah <laughs> Amazon rainforest wood yeah you know because that that I was like at that moment I was like okay this is where like she can't this is like that Hulk what's yeah, the Hulk at it, at its heart like someone who can't keep their emotions under control Bruce Banner right She Hulk like you and then. But she's also using it to be like, okay, I'm a lawyer, and she goes, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm leaving, like, you know, they're like, you're fired, like, well, it's fine, you trust me, and then she's just like, boom, hits that, love it, love that one. My favorite panel is uh, when she gets to Latveria, and so she goes on as not Jennifer Walters, and there's a big, uh, it's almost a splash page, but it's not quite a splash page, uh, where you can see her jumping. It says uh, Doomstadt, capital, a city of Latveria, and so. Uh, the panel before, she's jumping out the window, and then it carries over to this big, almost full page where you can see the leap from building Bouncing, to building. Yeah, that's cool. And so it reminds me, it's a real cartoony panel. It's a real cartoony way to do it. It reminded me of, like, Samurai Jack, which is kind of like a, it's, it's a cartoon. It was on Cartoon Network a while ago. Uh, but I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought it was a really kind of cool way of how does she get to, how does she travel? Right, right. She, she's Hulk. She, Hulk just, she does she, it too, like on the, at the end, the right. end when she jumps onto like the fire yeah. rail. Yeah. All right. Well, that was comic exposure this week. Thank you, Gabby, for coming on talking She Hulk. My pleasure. And um, Josh, you want to tell them what's up for the next the big um, um, trade episode? Yeah, next big trade. We're talking uh, oh, Daredevil. Big. Yo, man, it's huge. I've gotten a twelve, holy 12 cow. issues. Uh, might be more than twelve issues. We're reading uh, Daredevil. Uh, That's why it was like twenty one. bucks. Yeah, it's 20 bucks. Uh, we're reading Daredevil Volume 1 by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen. Uh, so it is uh, the beginning of Frank Miller's like classic run on Daredevil. Oh, there's a lot of wear balloons in that, too. Mm -hmm. It's cla We'll talk about that when we get to it. So we're going to talk uh, Daredevil because the, uh, because the uh, Netflix show is coming up. We thought we'd read some, like, what is considered to be the best run of Daredevil. Yeah, I've never read it. It's never read it. I've never read it either. I've read run before. I've read the initial run. So I've read, like, the first mm, 12 issues, like, the original Daredevil. I read, like, the first 12 issues of that. Um, I have, like, a, is it even in here? Yeah, I have, like, an essential Daredevil I read. Hmm. Uh, so I've read that, but I haven't read any uh, Frank Miller stuff on it. So it'll be interesting for us to talk about and kind of compare this to modern comics so i thought that'd be like a good conversation for us uh but and then we can kind of talk about uh whether it gets us pumped to uh watch the netflix series i'm pumped anyways uh yeah. because i love daredevil and mm. i love the current run of daredevil uh is fantastic um so 
Uh, Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, uh, Volume 1. It's up on the website. You can check it there. There's a link to get it on Amazon. You could probably get it digital for cheaper if you're a comicsology kind of person or Kindle. Uh, you can find us on that website, www.comicexposure.com. On Facebook at facebook.com slash comicexposure. On the Twitter, at comicexposure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Broccoli. You can find Travis, who doesn't ever use his yeah, Twitter. Don't even worry about at it. At TJ Rats. Uh, <laughs> and you can find my lovely wife on Twitter as well at uh, G G Buckle. Yeah. G, at G Buckle. So yeah. uh, you you can find us all on the on the Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so if you like the show, please check it out. If you listen to us on iTunes, if you could do a review of it, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next trade.